on the mission. Family on the mission. We on the mission. Family on the mission. Yo, 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 what's up? Your boy Monty G on the Fan Mission Podcast. And today we got exclusive. It usually be on the Friday Fan Mission, but today we're going to do it on a Sunday. And I know y'all watching the football game, but tune in, tune in. I know y'all just leaving church. Tune in, tune in. So let me bring the guests in so she can introduce herself. Hi, my name is Angela Lewis, but I am known as Prophetess Angel. Okay. That's it. So tell the people... You told them your name, but tell the people what you do and where you're from. Okay. I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, transitioned over to Minnesota for over 25 years. I'm currently living in Georgia. Been here in Georgia for four years. And um, I'm a minister. Um, I have did entrepreneurship. I have did many things, but also... My main thing is ministry and helping in the community. I do a lot of fundraisers for the community and things like that. Okay, okay. So who inspired you to do what you do in the community? Because I see you be having cookouts, you be feeding the homeless, you be helping out a lot, you know? Well, nobody really, well, I shouldn't say that. Actually, my father... He um, did things like that. So it was instilled in me. Mm. But when I became a minister and when I read the word that the homeless and the poor will always be with us, um, I began to take it to the streets. Mm. Okay. So who, who, who introduced you to the Bible? And when I say that because... My oldest son, you know, um, he didn't know nothing about church and he didn't know nothing about the Bible. He didn't know nothing about God until I told him about it. And then I was like, I was thinking like, what if no one ever told you about God? How would you be living your life? So who, who, who brought up, who brought it to you? Who brought the Bible or God up to you? Well, first, let me say this. The, the the Bible says that Jesus would not return back until the gospel been preached to the whole world. Mm. So everybody going to get a chance to hear the gospel, whether they receive it or reject it. But it got to be heard so no man can stay, stand before God and say, I didn't know. Mm. So um, what happened was when I was younger... Um, all my friends was outside playing and the Jehovah Witnesses used to come knock on the doors and talk to people. So, you know, out of my household, I was one of the ones who would get a Jehovah Witness for some time. And they gave me this red book and this red mm. book, it had paradise on it. And it talked mm. about heaven and had some scriptures in it. And I'm 10 years old at this time. And so while my friends was out playing, I was reading this thing. Now, I didn't know at the time that God was calling me at 10 years old. So at nighttime, I would sneak and watch like preaching on TV and all this. But I still haven't cracked the Bible open. 
Uh-huh. And um, then uh, we had a neighbor that moved next door to us. Her name was Stephanie. And um, her and her mom used to go to church. And so she invited me to go to church with them one Sunday. So I went to church with them a couple of times. And but by them moving into the projects, God just went away from the whole family. Mm. So I had nobody to travel me outside the projects to the church. So I'm back doing what I do. But then I met another friend at 14 years old who moved to the gardens. And her and her family was going to church. Mm-hmm. So me, and, 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 and in the projects, we had these little clubs. You know, we was the devious playgirls, the uh, pimp girls, and all this type of stuff. So we, our whole little club, man, we just stopped doing everything we was doing. We went to church, piled in her mama car, sitting on each other's laps. It was like 10 of us in this little car. And her mother took us to church. And when she took us to church, something happened. Now, mm. this church right here was Holy Ghost filled. The Holy Ghost fell on us, man, and we was in that church. And, man, we came back to the gardens. We said we wouldn't no do none of this crazy stuff we was doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we actually didn't. Man, we was wearing skirts. We wouldn't even wear jeans, nothing. And guess what happened? Mm. Her mother. Now, they didn't live that long. But she must have seen that her child was going to be tainted. It wasn't a good place to live in these projects. And they moved. Then guess the same thing happened again. Mm. Nobody to take me to church. Whatever. Mm. Now, I'm not even, I still didn't open the Bible. Mm. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I will say when I got to Minnesota, I had moved in this house. And um, I was... I was in the kitchen cooking and I had walked in my bedroom and it was this Bible. I had just moved in the house too. And the house was empty. So we just started to get furniture and all this stuff because I'm transitioning into Minnesota, moving there. And it was a Bible sitting on my bed. And I'm like, how in the world did this Bible get here? You know, I don't know nobody. Ain't nobody been in my house. You know, just me and my children and my boyfriend. Uh And I picked up the Bible and I started reading it. And my boyfriend at the time came in there. And he said, I know you ain't in here reading no Bible. Mm. And he snatched the Bible from me and he set it on fire. Mm. And I said, oh, you going to hell. Now, you know, I don't know. All I know, this is a sacred book. You know, right. oh, you going to hell. You know, that was the only thing I could say because somebody just sat up here and burnt the Bible. Mm. So right then and there, I knew then that I was dealing with a devil. Mm. Mm. All right. So, uh, oh, yeah. First of all, I want to tell y'all to the listeners, Friday, we had to cancel because, you know, she was going through something for the doctor go ahead and tell me about that and big blessings on your speedy recovery i know you're still going through it right now yes yes yes. yeah tell the people why we had to reschedule it okay well the reason why we had to reschedule is because my leg um has swollen up so bad that i couldn't move it and i knew i was going through some pain and stuff but um 
I couldn't move this leg. And so when I went to the doctor, they told me I had tendonitis and um, I had to have treatments for it. I actually go back to the doctor tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm thanking God some of the swelling has went down and um, and I'm able to limp around a little bit today. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, and yeah, big, big blessings, big blessings. You know what I'm saying? So, um. You know, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, I know you you big on the Bible, but how do you feel about the church? Well, I can look at the church now and, you know, I was talking to my husband uh -huh. and I said, these scriptures. Now, when I used to read the Bible, you know, I'm reading it, I'm thinking, you know, okay, you know, this stuff happened in the past. Um, this is not in our generation. And as I continue to read the Bible and these prophecies of last day prophecies are coming to pass and I see it every day. The Bible said that there will be a great falling away in the last days. And years ago, I didn't understand that. But now today I do. I understand the prophecy. A great falling away of his word. Mm. People are just church goers. You right. have believers in church goers. So, um, and it'll be a great falling away of the word of God. So I walk into churches and I see all they're preaching about is money, materialistic things. And the Bible says we can take none of these things with us. True. So we need to be focusing on where our soul going to because it's oh. only one or two places it's going heaven or hell so we have to choose you know so i tell people all the time you either go turn or burn oh yeah turn to burn all right so since you've been you know um living your life the way you do now we're gonna talk about the things that we had to unlearn so yes. what is something that you had to unlearn doing your walk the first thing i had to do is change my way of thinking i had to unlearn how i thought now as i said before i lived in the projects raised in the projects so a project mentality um even as my family members was uh, the adults talking about my mother my grandmother all my loved ones you know I had to unlearn their way of thinking too, mm. how they cope with things. For example, um, back in those days when I was young, uh, my mother was married to my father. And when it, and this is gonna be, this gonna be a revelation for all y'all when I say this. So back then, now mind you, I was born in 72. So now that I come to age in my teenage years and I'm talking to my mother and I'm dating. And my mother being with my father, which was abusive to her. And a lot of men was abusive to their women back then. Um, even still today, but I'm saying how it went. 
it went was the woman stayed at home, raised the children, did what the husband said because the husband provided for them. So a lot of women didn't have a way out because they didn't have the resources, the funds to get out of that relationship. And they stayed in the abuse of um, marriage uh, with their children and all this, right? So, um, so we seen some of the abuse, you know, um, you know, the fights when they was breaking up and he's snatching all the kids and, you know, uh, from her mother house kidnapping us, you know, as you want to call it, you know, and then me being so young, not knowing I was nothing but a couple of blocks over, <laughs> you know, so just that right there, that mentality. So as a young woman, when I goes to my mother and talk to my mother about my relationship, she said this one thing to me that stayed with me for the rest of my life. She said, Angel, I don't feel like a man loves me unless he hit me. And my way of thinking changed that day. I said, I don't feel like a man loved me if he hit me because you can't hurt nothing you love. So that right there showed me the mentality of how these men manipulate women and say, well, the reason why I hit you because I love you. So I experienced that, that these, these I went through two do domestic relationships. And both of these men would say the same thing that my mother had said to me. I love you. This is why I hit you. So I'm like, that's where she got it from. She was programmed uh. that, and a lot of women now are programmed by that mentality of Bruce saying that's love. But what is love? Uh, love, love is God. Yeah, you 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 can't know love till you know God. That's right. And, and that's sometimes how I my second uh domestic uh a relationship. And what happened was now, God, this is, see, people put God in a box, uh -huh. but you can't put God in a box. Uh -huh. What people say God won't do, he do. Uh -huh. For those who he calling out of these situations, uh -huh. because I can tell you some stuff that God did for me that people wouldn't even believe it. Is beyond their comprehension. Uh, okay. I had to unlearn from being a drug dealer. Uh, I was raised up where my family sold drugs, never had a job, just drug dealing, drug dealing, drug dealing. You know, so abuse and drug dealing. You know, materialistic things, all type of stuff, you know, game banging. I come from under all this. You know, then live this whole lifestyle like this. So I'm selling these drugs. Mind you, I don't know that God is calling me. Uh -huh. But I told you from the beginning, you know, now now that when I look back over my life, I see how he's how he been calling me since I was a child. How he's been covering me since I was a kid. So I'm selling drugs. I go, at this time, 9-11 happens, and 
after 9-11, it's a drought. It's a big drought. And we used to send people over to all different countries to get these drugs. So we didn't have nobody to go. So I said, I'm going to go. So I go over to Jamaica and I'm there for that week. And they, while they getting everything packaged up and all this, the drug dealer girlfriend says, want to go to church with me Sunday? I said, yeah, I'll go to church with you. So man, and now I'm getting ready for bed and I'm thinking like the drug dealer girlfriend go to church. You know, that's how I'm thinking, you know? So I'm like, man, I'm going to church with him. I get to church and the pastor was preaching and he said this particular thing. He said, yeah, you come all the way across country to get this dope. He said, now you're going to swallow this dope. And do you know that dope can explode in your stomach and you can die? And immediately I look over at the dope dealer girlfriend and the whole church, yay, yay, yay. And I'm looking like, did she just hear what the pastor said? Because we just left our house with the drug dealers over there packaging this stuff up in balloons and stuff, right? Now, God didn't let the, the whole church hear that. He just let me hear. This is the miracle of God. He let me hear. So now, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, man, I ain't about to die. I'm like, I'm not swallowing this stuff. I'm not going to swallow this stuff. So the next day, I pulled to swallow this stuff. And I was acting like I just couldn't swallow it whatsoever. And you know, and I'm supposed to be bringing back a whole key of dope. Uh. I didn't swallow it. I bought it back in other ways. And I was praying, Lord, please, please just let me get back home to my children. You know, I said, I said, man, the dogs, everybody, the army people, man, I'm coming through customs. I'm coming through um, uh, uh, Miami. I'm coming, man, they got dogs in every airport. And I'm like, Lord, please don't let them sniff this stuff. Please don't, you know. Now, not knowing at that young age, you know, I had, I didn't realize that if I'd have got caught, for transporting this type of drugs. Uh, Man, I'd have been in a dungeon in Jamaica. They don't have no prisons like over here in America. And I'm scared of mice, rats, mice, everything. They giving you slop. I could have been up, man, away from my kids forever. But people don't think that God will cover you from things like that. You know? But he uh, covered me because he had a plan for my life. Uh. Okay, so I got a question. So the people out there that's going through or probably been through what you went through and they still are trying to get God in their life, tell them the first step they should do to get closer to God. The first thing you got to do is repent of your sins. You have to ask God. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how I did it. Man, y'all. I really don't know nothing about church. I was doing this stuff in a, in a, at a young age, you know, going to checking out churches. What happened was I sat on my porch when I got back. Well, let me back up a little bit. When I was in Jamaica before I even came back, 
I was sitting on the patio looking up at the stars. And I heard God say, why you down here getting dope? Your son at home having an asthma attack and about to go to the hospital. Uh. And I was like, oh, my Lord, you know. So when I got back, I was sitting on my porch and I said, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I said, I'm a hot mess. I said, Lord, come get me. Come get me. I'm tired. Come get me. So I had to repent, ask God to forgive me of my sins. Everything that I did, you know, selling dope, using drugs, um, uh, robbing people, kicking in the door. Boom, get on the ground, get on the ground now. And people look at me, they be like, you did what? I said, yeah, God will make you look like you never did it. Uh. People don't believe that I was a stick up man. Uh. People don't uh. people people don't believe that you know I was a drug dealer that I was through going through abuse. They don't believe that I was a liar, a thief, a robber, you know, a drug user. You know all these things you know that comes in the world. People look and be like, "You did what?" I say, "Yeah, God just make you never look act, make you look like you never did it. He cleansed you up, so you have to repent." In order for God to change your life, you got to repent of your sins. Mm, well, let's get God praise for that. I got my praise button. Oh. <laughs> hey, you got to repent, man. You got to start over. So um, I usually do this at 30 minutes. You know, so I let you talk. And then I got a couple of questions for you. So, but for the listeners and the watchers out there, um. Do you have a website? Like, I know, do you still do your going live and you be, um, oh, sorry, we lost the, um, do I have a website? You, no, like, I know you was going live and you was preaching to the people. So do you want to promote your page or something so you can get some more followers? Yeah, it is called the house of prayer. Um, um, and I'm on Facebook. Um, the house of prayer and um i'll only jumps on there when god got something to say mm. god do not let a prophet out of the chambers unless he got something to say so if i have anything to say and if he tell me to jump on there then i will whether it's a word whether it's prayer whether it's a poem whether it's a word of encouragement but mm. it's always when god releases me Oh, okay. All right. And where they can find you at? On Facebook, Angela Lewis. And my house of prayer is also on Facebook. And um, I wanted to share a, a little bit about change. Oh. If you cannot change the way you think, I'm going to advise you to open your Bible and read the book of Proverbs. It is called the book of wisdom. Oh. And I tell everyone, you're going to find yourself in there. You're going to find who you are in there, your current situation. 
as a sinner man and you know what everywhere where you came from from prostitution from drug dealing from you're in that book uh-huh. so when you go in the book of proverbs it's the book of wisdom it tells you how to find wisdom huh. a wise yeah. man changes his way of thinking right. i remember one time when i told you monty i say a man does not and this me man or woman way of thinking do not change until they start hitting around the age of 30 and up uh -huh. but i have found out some people way of thinking just won't change because i can see somebody around here 55 60 years old still acting like a game banger yeah and um and can i say this i believe if you can't change your mind you have to change your attitude like if your attitude about learning is poorly you you wouldn't learn if you got a poor attitude about the bible or the word you don't you ain't gonna hear it so it's really deep about your attitude how you take in the information yes I totally agree. So change brings forth deliverance. Deliverance brings forth healing. And healing brings forth restoration. So restoration is nothing but being restored from bad habits, bad influences, unlearning some habits and behaviors there becomes a shift in your mind in your mentality in in the way you live the way you perceive things the way you receive things you know can you receive constructive criticism uh. can you shift from always being angry to being joyful and happy can you shift from from every little thing that happens in your life that you you the one that caused the chaos you the one caused the drama can you shift from gossiping and holding what somebody told you and be held accountable to hold that secret can there be a shifting in your life that change how you choose what man you deal with? Can you look at the telltale signs from that man or woman? Because it's only two kind of people gonna, gonna come in your life. Either God gonna send them or Satan gonna send them. And you know when Satan sent them because it's nothing but destruction. But when God bring them, there's a peace, there's a rest, there's a calmness in the storm. Uh -huh. You know the difference between a good person and a bad person? Yeah. What is that? You know, you got people right now today think they going to heaven because they good. But if you do, I always, look, 
you talking about being good. You talking about somebody's personality. Well, when you're saying being good. All right, well, I'm going to say it like this then, because I know you're going to get deep. I'm going to, in a nutshell, I'm going to say, between a good and a bad person, bad people don't feel bad when they do something bad. Good people, good people, they feel bad when they do something bad. And that's the only difference. Now, you're right, because they have a conscience. That's right. So, because they have a conscience... Those who are conscious of their actions, they're the ones who can be saved. They're the ones who can be saved. Yep. Because you have to have a conscience. Yeah. And so when you were saying these people that's 40, 50, 60 years old, still gangbanging, selling drugs, thinking they're young, they don't have a conscience. They don't feel like they're doing bad. Like, that's right. Like, you selling poison, bro. You don't feel bad, like, you know, but that's how the ball bounces. So, yeah, so we almost had 30 minutes, and I'm going to break down to these questions, man. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and you can ask them. You can ask them to the best ability you can. Okay. All right. So first question, what's the first thing you do or think about when you wake up in the morning? The first thing that I think about, is thanking God for waking me up that morning. And I mm. also go immediately into prayer mm. that I may command my day because I know all these devils out here is on the attack to come steal, kill, and destroy me. Mm. So I have to be prayed up before I even step foot out the door, whether I'm going to work to the grocery store or whatever it may be. Like today, when I ran to the store, I got blessed. The lady say, ma'am, can I pay for your stuff? I said, uh. well, praise the Lord. Uh. I said, giving it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together and running over in me until given to my bosoms. Hey, amen. All right, so we're going to say weather. Hot or cold? Which one you prefer on the weather side, hot or cold? Hot. Hot? Oh, that's why you moved to Georgia from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hamburgers. But you know that, but you know, that could have went spiritually too. God said he'd rather man be hot or cold. Please don't be lukewarm. Because mm. lukewarm means ain't nobody gonna drink lukewarm coffee. That mm. means God said, I'ma spew you out your mouth. So he says, I can't even speak a word over your life. Because you lukewarm. He'd rather us be hot or cold. So I could have went either, either way, but I prefer the hot. Okay, okay. All right. Hamburgers or tacos? Tacos. Tacos. Okay, okay. Why do you get the, you, you, that's one of my favorite foods. Okay. And I get all my vegetables with it. Hey, hey, that's also something. Why do, um, why do black people... Say, uh, ground beef is hamburger meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Hey, hey, you too funny, boy. Too... <laughs> All right, so hey, 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 they all one and the same, ain't they? I they know, I the know. Same family from the I know, <laughs> I know. That just popped in my head. So, hey. all right, so and it's a kid. We taking you back as a kid. 
What was your favorite cartoon? Tom and Jerry. Oh, Tom and Jerry. Still OG, okay. All right. What was your favorite cereal growing up? Uh, uh, the vitamins. King vitamins? Hey, <laughs> 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 we didn't have Captain Crunch. Man, we, we had King no, no, vitamins. No, 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 no. We had cornflakes. The vitamins had a little more sugar than if you had a corn that sugar <laughs> yeah. on the cornflake. Them only two cereals we had. Hey, in the kabooms. Oh, ooh, the kabooms. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, what is your favorite pair of shoes of all times? My white girl gym shoes that came in all different colors. Okay, okay. Hey, nah, I don't want to talk about that. As a kid. Hey, you know what, though? You had a pair of shoes when we were shorties, and I was little, man, and I stole your shoes, and I tried to wear them. <laughs> they were some uh, Adidas. I said, man, I'm gonna, man, I don't know, put these on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I talked. I talked about this, but how do you feel about attitude? There's two different types of attitudes. We have good attitudes and bad attitudes. I have to choose what attitude I want to operate in, because anything negative it brings your whole spirit down. Mm. Sometimes you got to think yourself happy. You know, mm. you have to. Sometimes you have to. I'm like, we're going through tests and trials and tribulations and stuff we go through every day. You know what I'm saying? Going through with our children, our spouses, our siblings, our family members. Man, you can't let nobody rob your joy and peace. Mm. So I separate myself from them. Anybody who negative, I separate myself from. Because I have learned. That negativity, negative attitudes, <clears throat> even from neighbors, anybody, man, it bring you down. Ne Have you ever been happy? Then you get around somebody negative, mad, upset. Next thing you know, you frowned up, you acting up, you you mad at everybody. You was just happy. Man, that's called that's called the poison in the well. You can you can get that from you can get a, a phone call. Somebody give you some bad information. Um, um, that's why I don't try to touch my phone the first thing in the morning. You know, I get up at like five in the morning and you probably see them on my phone early, like eight o'clock, but I've been up since five. Um, um, but the, the, the poison in a well is like one person negative attitude can make the whole, the whole neighborhood, the whole, your know, whole job site, whatever it can make it, it can make it turn bad. And I'm gonna so, give you a prime example of that. In one of my abusive relationships, if this guy came home, he was upset, me and the children in the house, we dancing, we having fun, cooking a Sunday dinner, got the music on, we all happy, and he'll come in and be all funky, and, we, and the whole atmosphere changes. Yep. Now, everybody down, all the joy that left the whole household. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I call it the transfer of spirits. Mm. Now you just transferred your negative energy yep. 
onto the whole household. Yep. Just like you was just cracking the jokes, right? And saying this and going back to our childhood. Folks right now who listening and who going to watch this, they going to be laughing because it's going to take them back to their childhood. I mean, you know, and then we just, and even if they was feeling sad, that right there going to break that. It's going to yep. break that. And they're going to laugh and that joy going to be there. And I just want to say to y'all who might not be in a joyful mood and when he cracked them jokes, stay right there where you laughed at. Keep your joy. Let mm -hmm. nobody rob you of your joy. Keep That's your right. peace. That's right. So next question. What's the worst job you ever had? At a warehouse. Mm. And at this warehouse... This put at first I liked it the job. But then when they had me picking up, you know, the trash off the floor for eight hours, you know, so I'm bending and squatting for eight hours. Man, I couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> you gotta warm up to it. You know? Hey, that's like eight hours of squats. Man. Man, who not. could do eight hours of squats? I did it and I never came back to that job. I hated it. Man, man, so I don't man. do warehouse work. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'll oh, check this out. This on the music side. If you were stuck on an island and you can pick three albums to listen to, what would be them three albums? One would be gospel, one would be blues, and um love songs. Love songs, okay, okay, okay. So it's another music question, right? Where was Usher at at seven o'clock? I don't know and don't care where Usher was at. You don't know where he was at at seven o'clock? No. I'll and look, I want to make sure I know where I'm at at seven o'clock. Man, he was in this drop top cruising the street. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, shoot, shoot, shoot. Where my drop top? Well, I can be cruising at seven o'clock. That's what he was at. Shoot, Usha got money. Hey, he gonna be right. in a lot of places with that money yeah. that I might not be able to have get a chance to go. You know, man. All right. Um, have you ever fell asleep standing up? No. All right. What's a quote you try to live by? That integrity is everything. Be a woman of your word. Mm. Okay. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Okay. Uh, hmm. So, what kind of mom are you? I wasn't, let me tell you something. I was not the best mother as a youth because I was a young mother. Okay. But I did the best that I can do because you're not taught how to be a mother. Mm -hmm. But I can say this. I've been a better mother than some other mothers. Mm. So I have to be content with that. But I'm still growing as a mother because you never stop being a mother. That's right. So I'm growing, you know, from, from the child's 
from them being a babe to their youth, even till their adulthood. You know, I have made poor choices with the relationships that have caused my children a whole lot of pain and suffering that even goes back into their adulthood right now today. Uh, okay, okay. okay. Want to expound on that a little bit? I mean... You want me to expound on that? Uh, okay. I have a child who's in jail right now for murder uh, of his baby mama and um, a child. Uh, two children, actually. Well, she was pregnant and another child. Uh, now, he saw a lot of abuse in this second abusive relationship. And this man would torment my children when I would leave the house to go outside, but I didn't notice at the time. And he would threaten them, you know, not to tell their mother and all this and stuff. Because he knew I'd have been gone then. Now, one thing was one thing, me and you fighting, but don't touch my children. Uh. And it played a big factor in his life with beating women and um, anger that this man had caused in his life from all this abuse that was afflicted in our family. And um, I'm still paying the consequences for the choices I made with a man. I remember my youngest son, he was 10 years old. He said, Mom, you know why I wrestled with him? He said, because I'm going to kill that nigga. I'm finding his, his weak spots. And uh -huh. that right there clicked. Something clicked in me. I said, I'm about to leave this dude. I said, I'm not about to let my son go to life, go to prison for life for killing a man I can leave. Because mm. boys always want to be protectors of their mother over the women in their lives. And because all the violence that was seen in the house, it's like he transferred the spirit of violence on them. You know, don't care. I kill everybody. Uh. So that's why I say, man, we. I'm, I'm still paying the penalty for choices I made and decisions I made being with this man. Uh. Uh. So I got another question, and that that was crazy. That was crazy, but and this question behind it. But would you choose your in the in the? No, I'm gonna say in the death. In life or death situation, would you choose your kids or your spouse? Wow. Wow. Man, that was deep right there. You know, because, you know, you just never know. Because I'm, I'm, as a mother, I'm going to always choose my children. You know, because they are going to be the next generation. So, you know, I'm going to choose my children. I, I, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's very hard because it, and, and the only reason why I say that because in these days now, man, your children won't even choose you. That And that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, no, I choose my spouse because that's who God put in my life. My kids going to take another route. So even though you might choose your kids, your kids might take another route. And you, that ain't got nothing to do with you. That's right. So, so it is a That's great right. question. Yeah. So um 
But let me say this. Go ahead. This is my prayer. I pray this all the time. I said, Lord, whenever you decide to take me, I said, take me first. Don't take my husband. And then my husband like, no. <laughs> Lord, so now my prayer <laughs> changed. Lord, mm -hmm. take us together. When we go, because I want us to go together because I'm not remarried. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if we said death do us part, then let us both die together. Let it be no separation. That That's always been my prayer. I've been my okay. prayer for, for the last 10 years now. I had to shift my prayer. Okay. I got another question for you. So we talking about praying. And I want you to be honest. Don't tell me what you believe. Just tell me what's the first thing popping in your head. So when you hear the name Jesus, what's the first image popping in your head? Spirit man. And it's crazy you asked me this because I was just thinking about that yesterday. I said, man, people used to be, you know, these white Jesus pictures being programmed, white, white, white. I said, but when I was a child, I never looked at him as a God, as that white man. I never did. Hey, I'm finna tell you, hold up, though. The first image popping in my head is when you when I say, when I hear the name Jesus is at the Catholic Church, Jesus on the cross. That's the first image popping in my so head. So you just talking about the graven image. I said not the image, the not, not the image, just the image. <laughs> yeah. Um. I see him even even as that image. I never put a color on. I for some reason, I never looked at him as white, black, brown, Hispanic, none of that. I just knew him as God. Mm. You know, even as a, even as a kid, you know, when people said I was like God, you know. Okay. So I knew God was invisible. Okay, so Okay, so we all say gods, and we know it's, it's many gods in, in this world. But this is a question I had. Why they never talked about, I never heard Yahweh in the church? Because, you know, they translated, it wasn't English words back then. Mm -hmm. And so in the Hebrew, because... The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. Uh -huh. So you wouldn't have never heard the way, okay, you know how we say hallelujah? Uh -huh. So yeah, his name in everything. His name is in everything. You know what I'm saying? And just like it's translated over, we call him Jesus because of the translation over into the English language. But yeah, that's what they called him, Yahweh, Yah. Okay. So I got another question. And I told to ask this question, which was the first question. But if you can talk to your your 16-year-old self at the age you're at right now, Woo! what would you tell her? Run for your life. Mm. I would tell her every. <clears throat> bad pathway that I walked down, every influencer who came in my life and influenced me to go wrong directions, 
to run for your life. Mm. Danger, danger, danger. Mm. Run for your life. You know how we say stranger danger? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd have been stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> run for your life. Run for your life. All right. So, look, I got a question. I got a couple more questions, right? So, first, I want to start off with um, when should you stop learning? Never. All right. You should, so, always, you should forever be learning because time changes. That's right. Environments so, change. People change. Influencers uh, change. And uh -huh. I'm talking about good influencers and bad influencers. The bad influencers, they up they game up. Uh-huh. You know, we got technology and all this and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you used to could just go out there and snatch somebody and steal them. Now you can get them online and get them to meet you and meet them. Hey, the game didn't change. So yeah, yeah. I don't think we should ever stop learning. We should always continue to learn, pick up a book, read, um, educate yourself in every area of your life. So my next question is how many books or audio books? you read in the last 90 days excluding the bible because i know you read the bible every day i got a library so i read all the time i always educate myself outside of the bible i tell people all the time i got history encyclopedias i got common books because you won't even understand the Bible if you don't even read what I... How you going to understand something that happened 2,000 years ago when mm. you were there? They got slang language that has been used in the Bible, which is called idioms. And so if you don't understand what they saying and what they trying to convey to you, then you lost. This is why you hear people say, man, I can't understand the Bible when I read it. You can't understand no books when you read. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, I got another question for you. And you know, I'm gonna keep touching on this topic because you know you're a spiritual person. So, I got a question for you. Just say you had a 30 minute interview. You're gonna only ask one question, and the interview is with God. What would you ask him? Why me? Why me? Mm. And what I mean by why me, why did I have to live the life I live? Why you choose me to be born into that particular family? Why mm. did I have to suffer and go through all these things? Why me? And then what if he say, why not? I'm fine with that because I made it. I yeah. made it through the struggle of life. Yeah. To the life where I live at now. I struggled to the life. I went through a whole struggle to get to the life I live in now. You mm -hmm. know, so I don't believe that it was just for me. But this struggle I went through is to edify and build somebody else up and and to help somebody else come through a struggle. So I might I, I might not went through it for myself. But I went through it for somebody else. Uh huh. Yeah. So if it was that one thing you can change in, about the world, what would that one thing be? Hatred. 
Mm. Hatred. Okay. Yeah. Change hatred. All right. So tell me about that one time you was in school and um you ditched school because everybody was cracking jokes on you saying you was Michael Jackson's sister. Tell me about that story. Well, I had this big old afro. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. And they would tease me and call me Michael Jackson's little sister because my name is Lat. My maiden right. name is Jackson. Right. And I would sit on the porch of a neighbor house and watch the school. <laughs> I was in kindergarten, y'all. Oh man! So I would sit there for five hours, and so the teacher called my mother and said. Why ain't Angel going to school? And my mama said, I sent out for school every morning because we live literally across the street from the school. Mm. And my um, one day, my mother told my grandfather, Nate, he said, go follow Angel and see what she doing and where she going because <laughs> he ain't going to school. And I'm sitting right there on that porch looking at the school because, you know, and then... Uh, my mom forced me to go back to school, so I started trying to put little pigtails and stuff in my hair. But I had a beautiful afro, just fluffy, thick, just if. But I just couldn't stand the fact that them teasing me about being Michael Jackson's sister. <laughs> I was, uh, hey, so um, remember that one time you was in California, man, and um, y'all was riding and you said, man, you know, we broken in the joke, man. We ain't got a dollar to put off in the uh, collection plate. Yes, yes, yes. So we're in California and God allowed me to go through this. And he told me this. He said, um, the reason why I allowed you to go through this, he said, because it's going to be some places I send you and you're going to have to trust me. So, you know, man, we got food and stuff. You know, I'm short on the hotel room, me and my kids at the park. And I'm like, Lord, I know we ain't on. You got us all the way down here in California. We about to be homeless, sleeping Man. in the park. Man. And so I was like, it was on a Wednesday night, and I was like, I'm not going to Bible study. I was telling my cousin that. I said, I'm not going to Bible study. And uh, he was like, come on, cuz, just to go to Bible study. I said, no, you know, I'm mad at God right now, like. I don't even want to go to a church, you know? So I'm like, all right, man. So I get to the church. And one of the ladies say, she said, what you need God to do for you? And she took my, and I said, well, you know, I'm, I need, you know, I'm short on the hotel room where me and my kids going to be out of sleep. So she took my hand and she, is, and, and she held my hand. Then she let my hands go and she walked out. And I'm like, she ain't going to pray for me. She just walked out the church. You know, that's how I'm looking to you. And she comes in. And she gives me this money. And everybody in the church started giving me all this money. And so God says, see, that's why you're going to have to trust me. Mm. I'll be there for you. I will make provision for you. And mm. he provided a way and made it where we got to um, stay in the hotel till it was time to leave. And he blessed me with thousands of dollars to make it back to Minnesota. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about that one time when you when you stuck your hand out the car and you scooped up the one oh, that one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I thought about that when I was telling the story, right? Yeah. So my cousin driver, right? 
And we on our way to the church that day. And like, man, we ain't even got a dollar to put in the, put in the, put in the bag. <laughs> and God say, God, they're going to dial on the ground. And I swoop down. He, and he, I open up the door, swoop down to grab that dollar to put it in the pocket. But see, even just by us saying that, God made provision. Because we said we ain't have a dollar to put in the pot. He made provision for the dollar so we could put it in the pot. Yeah, and I Won't tell people, it? man, yes, he will. And I tell people, I say, look, imagination is everything. Imagination and attitude, we need to learn that, right? Because everything that we see around here, somebody imagined it and then they made it. They created it. We just like the creator. We create things. We bring life into this world. So if you don't have a dream, or a creator and creation in your head that you want to do. And don't think, oh man, I, I came up with this idea. No, God gave you that idea. And you think you can't do it. But if you couldn't, if you couldn't do it, God would never put that idea in your head in the first place. True, true. You know, God said he would give us witty inventions. That's what the yep. scripture says. And so, um, he said he will equip those who he sent. So he will equip you to do that idea that he has given you. Yep. And so we also have authority that we don't know that we have. You mm. know, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, "You sh life and death in the power of the tongue. The so the if tongue. you speak negatively over yourself and say, I can't do this, then you won't do it. That's because you just spoke death over that assignment. Now, check this out. Everything God said, he said, I am. And it was positive. When we say I am, we say negative things like I am hungry. I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? Right. God, God, said, God, I am strong. I am, I am powerful. I am know, I'm happy. I'm, uh, uh, I'm like. We say all I negative like, things. One of the things that I do like. Um, of this gift that runs through my family, uh, especially my mother children, but some of my other brothers and sisters have this characteristic too. We are great exhorters. Mm -hmm. We know how to lift people up, build them up. We know how to make people happy. We know how to make people smile. Mm -hmm. We know how to turn a frown into a smile. You know what I'm saying? We know how to turn sadness into happiness. So we have a gift that runs in a Jackson family as exhorters, you know, that we're able to build up and lift people up out yeah. of dead, dry places. You know, yeah. as we say, can these dead bones live? And then, yeah. you know, we prophesy into their life and bring that joy. Yeah. It's a gift that runs in our family that has been unrecognized and um and and have not been uh uh encouraged to encourage our other children to do it. Mm. Man, but it's a out. man shout out to the jackson family yes yeah, so yeah we tapping on to about an hour so um you can tell the people where they find you at again on your website or your name on facebook and do you want to send a shout out to anyone well you can find me on facebook angela lewis um, you can also, uh, my page on Facebook is the house of prayer. Um, and also, um, 
I give all praise, honor, and glory to my most high God, Jesus Christ, which is the Lord of my life. Um, and I pray that uh, grace and mercy continues to That's follow right. all of us all the days of our life. Amen. That's what's up. So we already at the hour, and I appreciate you coming on. You know, I know you've been you've been trying to rest up, keep that leg elevated. So you yes. can get back at it on these streets and give out these good deeds, you know? Yes. And I'm praying for speedy recovery. Do you want to, uh, man, you want to end us out with a prayer or anything? Yeah. Okay, let's do this thing. Father, we just thank you for this time right now. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for those Lord, that heard today, Lord, let not these words fall on deaf ears, Lord. Let not the enemy come and steal, kill the word, Lord, that came forth today, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that it was edified to somebody's soul, Lord. Somebody got healed, Lord, delivered, set free in the way they think, Lord, the way they process, Lord, things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, so I Thank appreciate you, you coming on. Man, I appreciate you coming on. And, man, big blessings again. And signing off. Oh, one more thing. Is there anyone you would like to see on an upcoming Fan Mission podcast? Mm, you know, I, I, you know what? I'm going to pray that God send you the right person to come on now. Mm. Who need to come on there? But I will want to see you on your own podcast giving a testimony of your own life where you came from that you may help the youth because you were the young man in you that um, went through a lot of things. And I believe that your testimony can help a lot of people. So I prefer to see Monty. Man, well, y'all be looking out for me on my, um, in the future, I'll be on the Fan Mission podcast, letting off my testimony, and then hopefully it'll help someone, you know, and I know it will. And I hope that it's sooner than later. That's right. Because the youth need, you got a voice in this thing, and the youth need to hear you, because I believe the way you're going to convey it and bring it off, it will touch a lot of people. Mm. Say that. And that mm. the parents will let their children see the broadcast because sometimes children receive stuff from other people than from their own parents. Mm. Yes, they do. Yes, so they help do. the people. Yeah, well, y'all be seeing me very soon. Very, very soon. Yes, thank up. you. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. And everybody have a blessed day today. All right. So you go ahead and, uh, oh, you already sent your shout outs, right? Yes, I did. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. Yeah, what's up? This your boy, Money G, man, on the Fan Mission Podcast. We just had Angel on here. She was dropping little knowledge, little skills. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all missed it, Rewind this back and check it out. And don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell for the upcoming new podcast every Friday. G Staff, we out. We on a mission, family on the mission. 
mission. Family on the mission. We on the mission. Family on the mission.